Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Nora Abdullahi Sheikh, aka Naz, and you're listening to the Naz Effect podcast. I am back with another one. Um, I'm super excited for this because this is actually the first official episode. Um, The previous one was the pilot one and so it would be a miss for me to start this off without giving a huge thank you to everyone who tuned into the pilot episode, the introduction. The support received has absolutely floored me, I'm not going to lie, I didn't expire it, not one bit. To everyone who took the time to listen and share and support and send words of encouragement, you guys are the real MVPs. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Um, little did you know I was this close to deleting absolutely everything because the self-sabotaging ways of Nora that I mentioned in the pilot episode came full throttle. She came for my neck. She was like, um, she just doesn't have the vernacular that she thinks she possesses. Somebody lied to her several times and told her that she was fly hot and sexy and beautiful and she's nothing like that she's nothing of the sort and I really believed her you know I had a wave of anxiety hit me and I just was like yeah I'm I'm pulling the plug but you know a few good youths out there reached out and just uplifted me and I couldn't thank you guys enough I really do appreciate it and so yeah, thank you. Um, getting into this episode, I have decided to title it a COVID Ramadan. So Ramadan Mubarak guys, we have made it to another year, alhamdulillah, thank the lord. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, right? Because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, that's why I titled it a COVID Ramadan 2 plus 2 is 4. You stupid. What's 9 plus 10? Anyway, you stupid. And yeah, the Ramadan feels haven't been there for me. I don't know for you guys, but they just haven't felt right. I'm not feeling the Ramadan spirit. And I think that has quite a lot to do with the fact that we're unable to uh, partake in the regular, regular activities that Ramadan brings with it. So going to the masjid or going round to friends and families to break your fast, etc, etc. It's crazy. When I think about it, I think this is probably the first time in my living history that the month of Ramadan is going to be observed around the world near enough in the same way, and that's at home. And it must suck, honestly, because I don't know for you guys, but I have been at home for way too long. And I think, you know, going to work or seeing friends or just doing random activities kind of take your mind off the fact that you are fasting um but you could also flip it and see the positive in it and you know take this opportunity of the extra time that we've been given to really focus on that connection um with god which i think is amazing and i think everyone should kind of strive to do that as well for those of you who are listening who don't know what ramadan is or exactly what it entails I will just give you like a small breakdown in my own words so I hope you find this helpful. Um, So basically once a year the world's Muslim population, a staggering 1.9 million people, we are out here, here, observe the month of Ramadan. It is 
one of the most holy months within the Islamic calendar, which sees Muslims all around the world fast for 30 days from sunrise to sunset. So this means that we abstain from food and water. Yes, you heard me correct, food and water. We don't have that during the daylight hours. Um, but also we refrain from committing those general sins. So it is really about bettering yourself and trying to become the best Muslim you can be. And um, I've had quite a few people say to me, how can you fast? Is it not difficult? And of course, yeah, it's difficult. You get those days that you're absolutely parched or you are hungry from the get-go. I'm talking 9am and you have another 12 to 16 hours potentially of fasting. It is hard. And I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's by force, by fire. Um, I just want to you know, demystify that myth that our religion is one of fairness. So there are instances in which you are not obligated to fast. Um, so for example, if you are pregnant, if you are on your period, um, if you are elderly and frail and weak and are unable to fast, if you have underlying health issues that require ongoing medication, and if you are young, so if you are not of age, you do not have to fast. Um, so if you're unable to fast, there are other things that you can do to make the most of the time during Ramadan. I think a lot of people forget that Ramadan is not just about fasting, but also increasing your acts of worship. So as well as it being typically characterised by, you know, spending time with family and friends and cooking your favourite dishes to break your fast um, and trips to the masjid for your evening prayer and practicing um, community cohesion it's also a time for you to kind of like look inwards a time for self-reflection and a chance for you to use your energy to increase your acts of worship um, so that would look like reading your Qur'an, which is super important. Um, the Qur'an, which is our holy scripture, was revealed to us during the month of Ramadan. So being able to read Qur'an and recite that and memorise that is key. Um, as well as, you know, praying your five salahs um, on time. It's a chance for you to really, like, you know, perfect that, essentially. Um, it's also a chance for you to give charity or zakah, increase your adkars as well as du'as. Um, so yeah, for anybody who is unable to fast right now, you have all those things that you can get your hands stuck into, you know, swing your energy that way. I know it can be really demotivating not being able to fast but alhamdulillah there are so many different things that you can do to increase your rank in this world and so really do try and make the best of this month. Um, another thing that I kind of wanted to add as well is I've heard the term Ramadan Muslim. It's so problematic because it's you as a person passing judgment over somebody else without knowing what their struggle is. Um, you don't know what their life entails, you don't know how they live their life and you don't know 
how they've gotten to the point that they have in terms of their worship and connection with God, that is not for you to judge. That is for the one and only Almighty to do that. So let him do his job. Do you know what I mean? And instead of just being catty and petty about it, uplift them, encourage them, energize them. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully these good habits that they pick up in Ramadan can continue with them post Ramadan so just sometimes be aware that not all things that you do for good quotation marks um have a positive impact sometimes just let it be you don't have to be the one going around kind of like correcting people at all times um so yeah let's just be there for one another there's plenty of other people who dog us we don't need to dog ourselves so yeah just keep it cute especially when we have coronavirus coronavirus out here saying thou shall not pass there are bigger things to kind of think about um yeah it's unfortunate you know the world is currently going through a pandemic that has put a halt to all things unifying um for those lucky enough to live with family, not being able to see your friends, um, not being able to go to the masjid, being in lockdown is somewhat of a small repose. Um, There are people out there who are isolated as it is, who don't have the luxury of being with their families, um, who might be recent converts and no longer have that safeguard of the masjid as a place to gather and find kindredship and support and so yeah um there's people who are going through it so i think if we just pull together it would be a much wiser use of our time um to be fair i have seen such positive like vibes over the internet people are starting to use their platforms for good um you know there are initiatives and content that you guys can engage with that has been making the time pass a lot better and you know making me personally a lot more productive um i have been you know at home for almost two months now um before i was working from home and then i was furloughed still am on furlough um, and soon to return to work alhamdulillah but yeah the lack of things to do has really gotten to me because I felt like I banged everything out like within the first couple of weeks of this lockdown and then I just had all this time and I was going crazy but I'm really happy to see that you know people are being proactive for us and that's amazing a few platforms that i want to give a shout out to the first being benny lab um if you know of the benny run club you know that these guys create an amazing safe space for people to run every week in london different locations each time and it's just a family and obviously due to the lockdown we've been unable to do that and so they have moved the family vibes over to their online platform on their instagram and youtube now um where they have weekly conversations with guest speakers um and you know they have wellness sessions that focus on meditation um you know breathing and all that good stuff so really engaging stuff there 
Um, I would also want to give a shout out to Amalia. Um, they've been hosting like these online IG lives with Shaz Fitness. Um, that has just given me the workouts that I needed from home to keep me energised, to keep me active because there is no way in hell that I'm going outside like I was for a few weeks um, but then like all the headlines have just made me so shooketh to leave my yard that I'm not risking it and last but not least, mind pretty soul, good friend Hassa Issa Salway has started this platform and it's amazing. She puts out recipes, um, she, you know, gives us reviews on beauty products and she also provides, you know, that wellness aspect as well, that soul searching, things to do to help you in that, um, which is great. So I just wanted to shout them out. They've really helped in the whole staying at home um, which is basically the overarching message essentially to stay at home, to save lives and to save the NHS and stop the spread as the government has been saying. Um, this has been further driven home by the recent campaign that the mayor of London Sadiq Khan was involved with and this saw Muslim key workers um, essentially just telling people to stay at home during Ramadan to hashtag iftar at home which I think is very sensible. Um, in London the Muslim population um, is quite generous and that Muslim population is largely made up of ethnic minorities and with the recent statistics that have come out with regards to you know the disproportionate amount of BAME people who are contracting and dying from the disease like we really need to take heed just to give you um, a few stats on that according to the 2011 census 19.5% um, of the UK population is made up um, by ethnic minorities and of that percentage, 3.5 belong to black people, Afro-Caribbeans. Um, and according to the gov.uk site, um, in terms of workforce, as updated on the 14th of May 2019, 42.8% of the working population were black in the industries of public, admin, education and health. Um, so that's the largest employer of black people, of BAME people. Um, it's crazy. Those are public-facing, patient-facing roles. So it puts us more at risk. The NHS itself is made up of 1.2 million people. Um, and of that, 6.1% belong to the Afro-Caribbean communities, black people. So compare that to the overall population of black people, which is just over 3%, we're overrepresented. Um, and it just goes to show that we are in those industries in full force. And so we're more at risk. And so we need to, you know, we need to respect the fact that we have key workers who are out there, who are people of colour, um, who are Muslim as well, who are working long hours um, and fasting all at the same time and putting their lives at risk so that we can return to some sort of normality. 
Um, it's crazy to think there are people out here not doing their bit and it's really upsetting with a recent investigation as to why so many people of colour within these industries, especially within the healthcare system, NHS, are dying. Um, you know, the investigation saw that out of the 119 NHS staff deaths, 63% of those deaths came from people of colour from the BAME community and that's really scary guys. Obviously there are, you know, external causes to that but clearly we are at risk. We're at risk anyway because there's not enough PPE, there's not really enough guidance um, and there's been so many failures on the government to kind of control this where they could that we're now in a position where we are the leaders in the world for deaths. We have passed Italy, do you know what I mean? It's crazy. The figures are coming up to 50,000 almost and I feel like it's just going to get worse and worse, especially with the government's plan to phase out of lockdown. I don't think it's quite appropriate just yet. I don't think we're out of the woods. And so we just need to kind of like take that into consideration that you know, we have fellow Muslims um, who are working in these industries, fellow uh, people of colour who are working in these industries who ultimately are putting their lives at risk for us. So the least that we can do is extend some respect and courtesy and stay our asses home. Um, and that's really what I wanted to talk about. Um, just so you know, the stats that I went and got you could easily find from you know the internet just type what you need to type and the sources will reveal themselves to you if you get caught up on what I said or have some countering stats that's all good for you but I just wanted to kind of lay out a few things there to give some context and clarity as to why I've chosen to talk about this um, you know, my podcast is always going to be centred around the conversations um, of being a black Muslim woman, but also around the issues that directly affect the Muslim population and the BAME population, even more so the black population, because I myself am black. And so, yeah, um, I don't want to go on for too much longer. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode if there's anything that you guys want me to reiterate um or you want to continue this conversation then you can get at me on my socials so um for twitter it's going to be at nas n-a-s underscore effect e-f-f-e-c-t and then on instagram it's going to be um the nas effect podcast and then you can find this podcast available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, a bunch of different places. So yeah, um, again, Ramadan Mubarak everyone. I hope that this is a blessed month for all of you. I hope that all your du'as are answered. I ask Allah to make it easy for you. And yeah, until next time, I have been your host, Nora Abdullahi Sheikh, aka Nas, and you're listening to the Nas Effect podcast. <laughs>